This episode is sponsored by Law CPD, Australia's premium supplier of online CPD for lawyers. We are super excited today that Law CPD are sponsoring this episode and all of our episodes through February and March because they are repeating the competition that they ran last year where everybody wins. If you haven't come across Law CPD before, they offer professional development courses that you can complete online anytime. And not just for lawyers. The major prize winner of this competition will win 10 hours worth of online professional development courses of their choice. So enter as soon as you can, because in February and March, two people will each win a one hour CBD course of their choice. And of course, everyone who enters will receive a discount code to save $25 off a course of their choosing. You can enter the competition at lawcpd.com.au forward slash the juggle competition. If you want a satisfying career and a fulfilling family life, this is the podcast for you. Join me, Joel Lilovich, and me, Lucy Dickens, as we share strategies and advice to help you keep your balls in the air. Welcome to the Juggle Podcast. Hello, everyone. It's Joel Lilovich. And Lucy Dickens, along with my very special guest who hasn't joined us for a while, and that is Harry, who is now trying to eat my mic because he's just got to the end of the long interview. (laughs) But we're all here today, (laughs) tonight. So after reaching 100 episodes, woohoo, I'm still so impressed that we got to 100 episodes. We thought we would try a few different things, and you've probably heard us talking about what some of those different things are going to be in that 100th episode or, or in our Um, reflection of 2019. But today's episode is is one of those. And that is that we're having a couple on the show for the first time ever. So we've got two beautiful people who volunteered to be our first guinea pigs. And let us ask some of those questions that, you know, you kind of want to ask of other couples, but sometimes don't feel like you can. But hey, we're on a podcast, so we can do what we want, right? We can ask. Yes, we can. And (laughs) didn't we choose... A brilliant couple for the first. Oh my god! Of this type They're of episode, such lovely people. We they knew that. Lovely. We we did know that, but we didn't, we, of course, know it. how they were going to interview with us. Mm. And I just loved that they were so open and vulnerable in a couple of places. And you know, they they really showed what it's like to be a couple who are both trying to manage professional careers and have a happy home life. So who are they? I guess we should actually talk about who they are. Oh, yeah, are. we should tell you who they are and then I can tell you what I liked. Okay, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you who we're talking to. So the interview is with Shani and Konwani, otherwise known as Kay Moenda. They are both lawyers and also both family lawyers, which I'm sure makes for some interesting dinner table conversation, or maybe they avoid it altogether. We didn't get into that. Last year in 2019, Kay went into business with some partners and Shani works as a family lawyer at an established and well-respected family law firm here in Perth as well. And together they have two absolutely gorgeous little girls and you'll hear a bit more about what that family life looks like in the interview. I guess the standout part for me from the interview was actually, this is the word you used to just sum up at the end, was how united Shani and Kay were. I mean, they were both telling us, obviously, from their own perspectives, but how they'd been able to take their different experiences and the different challenges, but to bring that together and to be really united in the way that they are now tackling their juggle it just made me happy it's like warm and fuzzy you know that kind of feeling when it's just seeing how they were so committed and in it together and I like that I really do because it's not always easy in fact it's not easy to do that yes because you know I do this 
Jack and I do this, it's easy to take out the difficult things on the people who are closest to you. Yes. And that's not to say that, that Shani and Kate don't do that. We didn't ask them. But if they have, they've been able to work through that to get to what you're here, where they are now. Mm. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. You know, we all want to have the things, you know, the happy marriage and all the rest of it. And it takes effort. So it's so nice to be able to listen to a positive example of how the juggle can be done as a couple. And hopefully it gives some other people a little bit of hope, especially those people who've reached out to us and said, you know, what do I do when I've got a husband who just really isn't interested? I find that question such a difficult one to answer. And hopefully today's interview does give them that inspiration. And we asked Kay for his advice on that question too. So if that's something you're interested in, then then listen in and you can hear what he what he has to say. Yeah. Okay, over to the interview. Enjoy it. We loved it. Hi, Shani and Kay. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi Thank you for having us. And Lucy. We've got not only the four of us, but a special guest too, little Harry, um, because Tonight's a little bit unusual, oh. guys. Normally we do our oh. podcast recordings during the day. But, you know, when you've got two parents in a family, it's pretty hard to get both of them available during oh. the day. And at night <laughs> it's equally hard because you've got babies and children that needed to be tended to. So I think the best part of all of that, though, is that Shani and Kay have arranged a babysitter and they've gone out for dinner and we're joining them on their date night, basically. Yeah. So <laughs> we've now got three extra wheels. We are happy to have you all. <laughs> it's a perfect date night. I think that's a good place to start. Do you guys do date night? We do. We do. We actually, well, we used to do date night, but then we found that we were getting too tired. And so we would <laughs> book a Falling babysitter. during the date night. <laughs> and so we actually now, as part of our juggle, we have a regular date date. So we book in once a month. So it's the first day of every month. We have one of our babysitters comes to our house in the morning and we get the morning off, which is always good. And we awake enough to enjoy it. That's right. So that's good. I like it. When you do this date night, is it an actual date or do you get taken over with, oh, this is what the kids did or this is what's happening or this is what, you know, do you have rules around your date day? Well, fortunately for us, we tend to sort of talk about what our other passions are and so on. Mm -hmm. So I'll start talking randomly about YouTube and fantasizing about starting a YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, the next YouTube sensation. Exactly. Yeah. And then we might, we, you know, eventually we'll sort of talk about the kids here and there, but certainly we, we, we try to consciously make it about us and find out and check in with each other about where we're at and so on. Yeah. And we do fun things as well. So for example, one fun thing that we did was, I think the last one, we uh, planned on going to the gym and then having some breakfast together and so on. So I thought, well, let's get into the coffee shop and have a pre-workout, get a, a shot of espresso. And next thing we were in this deep, long conversation about something I can't quite remember. And before we knew it, we were there for a couple of hours and uh, there went the gym session. Yes. And look, I will say the gym session is because one of the things we used to do as a couple was go to the gym together regularly and we used to really enjoy it. So it's one of the things that we don't, we now do solo gym sessions most of the time. So it sounds weird, but it mm. is something that we actually really enjoy doing together and then breakfast. 
I don't think it sounds weird. I think it sounds like you know what you both enjoy doing together and that's what you've chosen to do. I think it sounds pretty good. I feel like I should add here for the purposes of the people listening that while we have you both here together, you're not actually in the same room. So while you're you're both talking, we're on Zoom here and I can see you looking at each other, you know, looking at each other's faces because you're not sitting next to each other. And I just feel like everybody else might like to know that it's quite sweet looking at you as you're talking kind of about your relationship, but not actually sitting next to each other. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is new for us, you know, to have a couple on the show. This is a first. So we're very pleased to have you both and that it's you as our first couple because we think you're both great. Thank you. Thank you. So we want to know, and hopefully you are happy to share, a bit more about how you guys together are making your juggle work because I know you're both hands on with it. So what, what does it look like for you guys at the moment? Good question. Where to start? Look, One of the things we tell people is that we are quite structured. So I definitely think what we do, and this is the same with everything, but one of the things we do is tell people that I don't think the way we do it would work for everyone, but it works for us. And our kids are very routine-based, so it certainly works for them. So every week generally looks the same. As in, Mm. I could tell you on a Monday that Kay does school drop-off without fail unless there's court for what so courts generally what changes these things but otherwise we have a set routine only because in the beginning we were finding that every Sunday night we'd have to have a major discussion about what we're doing <laughs> that week and it's so much time that we just didn't we didn't have time to have that discussion mm. which sounds horrible um, I love hearing this because Joe and I have had this discussion so many times and Joe and her husband, probably more to the point, have had this discussion so many times about who's doing what because she doesn't have any routine or structure like that. Right, right, oh, yes. You may not like our tips then, Joe. I'm just dobbing on you here. No, no. It's Look, it's not for want of trying in some respects, but I make excuses and I hear myself doing this, you know, our lives aren't that way but my aim for 2020 is to actually have a structure and then do exactly what you just said Shani which is if something interrupts the structure have an alternative as opposed to just saying let's Mm -hmm. do it week by week or day by day. The way that we've set it up it's all come about as a result of us I think having those discussions and finding it really um, hard you know exhausting challenging hard and you just feel like it's all a bit chaotic. But then yeah. in the end, we sort of were forced to get to a place where we have that structure in place. And I can say it really work, It works really, really well. I enjoy dropping the kids off on Monday morning. It gives Shani a chance to obviously go off to work a bit earlier because then, of course, she, she does the pickup. And then on the Thursdays, I'll then do the pickup with the kids and bed, bath and so on. And Shani then has that night to either do work, catch up with friends and other things that she wants to do. So it it, it works well. Yeah, we'll be honest. It's called my party night. I don't party. I might work late. (laughs) I might go to the gym. I occasionally will have dinner with girlfriends, but we call it my party night because it makes me feel that, you know, I'm able to plan ahead social events around that because I was finding, or we were both finding, that because we didn't know what we were doing that week, you couldn't ever plan ahead. So we just Mm. couldn't say to friends, oh, look, let's book three weeks ahead. And, and, you know, when everyone's got kids, you kind of have to because... Babysitters or anything else. That's what it needs, yeah. Yeah. So I think doing that has made us, allowed us to do it. Do you also get a party night, Kay? (laughs) 
Well, I, uh, oh, people dear. leeway on my end. <laughs> well, I generally have every night, the, every Wednesday. So Wednesday, every Wednesday is his night. So I'll, um, yes. mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I might stay back and do a bit of work. And then there's other Wednesdays where I say to Shani, uh, don't feel like doing some work. You might be, I, I, I want to come home. And she's like, are you crazy? <laughs> Go to the gym. But, yeah, go yeah, do something yeah. solo. Yeah. But yeah, so Wednesdays, I would say, are pretty much my night. But weirdly <laughs> enough, we never call it his party night. We call it his work night and we call mine yeah. my party night. I don't know why. <laughs> mm. Are you both working full time? Uh, no. So Kay's full time and obviously runs his business. Yes. And then I'm part time. So officially three days worth of work but it's officially yeah officially yeah mm. well I, I like to say technically shani is the full-time worker and i'm the part-time worker because she's working full-time at home and full-time you know full-time hours of work he's the husband of the year right here <laughs> we've had lots of discussions <laughs> have you prepared him for this we'll prepared him for life generally i think we, look, well a lot of this is what we like to say is that a lot of this has come from failing and um, getting things wrong and having discussions, perhaps probably more heated discussions about what's working, but more importantly, what isn't working. So a lot of this is from doing that for at least since we've had two children for two and a half, Mm. nearly three years. So, Mm. And look, it takes me a while to get exactly what Shani means sometimes. (laughs) And eventually we sort of got there and I, I, well, I, you know, I got there. And it certainly takes a lot of commitment, a lot of talking, a lot of failing for us to then get to a point where we can have this structure. And look, it's, it's not the best or optimal. It's certainly something that's a work in progress and we're mm. constantly reviewing it. You know, given, particularly now, it's the end of the year, looking towards next year because our eldest transitions to pre-primary and, you know, what will that look like? And then shining, perhaps thinking about going back to Four you know, days. Up another day of work. Mm. Yeah. So it's you mean getting paid for is... the fourth day that you already do? <laughs> <laughs> <Shame>. <laughs> yes. Definitely. I didn't put up to that either. <laughs> um, with all this talk, you're so consistent, both of you, in terms of how much you're talking about the discussion that's happening between you mm. and the importance of not only the discussion but the structure. Was it one of you, do you think, more than the other, who kind of went? hands up, I can't do this anymore, something's got to change? Or do you really feel that it was a mutual realisation or, you know, did someone instigate more of the discussion? How did it come about? I think it was when we both realised in the thick of, so our youngest had really bad silent reflux and we didn't oh, realise that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, and our eldest at the time, she was such an easy baby that everyone told us when I and Kay were saying, she cries an awful lot. They were like, this is what babies are like. This Welcome to having a normal mm, baby. Mm, Your mm, eldest was mm. just too easy. So I think it took ages to get her diagnosed for a start, yeah. then onto the right medication, and that takes some time. Yeah. So for yeah. the first six months of her life, she did not sleep in a bassinet. She either slept on one of us yeah. upright or had to sleep yeah. in a pram because we couldn't, which was GP approved, but we couldn't get her, she wouldn't lie flat yeah. even mm. with books under the bassinet that was me with my firstborn <laughs> yeah mm. that's yeah. It. yeah hard isn't it yeah mm. it was just rough so I think and I went back to work 
when Mia was six months old and we put her in, which we now realise is probably not the best, but we put her in the middle of winter as a six-month-old in daycare. And that mm. means you are then spending the next six she months. She was sick. Yeah, yeah, with sickness whilst yeah. I'm at. Yeah. So I wasn't working at Claire's Kelly before I went on mat leave. I was at a different firm. So I was coming to a new firm after being off for two and a half years and busy. Kay was at a very busy firm at the time. Yeah. I think he was headed towards partnership, but it was incredibly busy, long hours, lots of trials. I was trying to get my head around, like getting into practice with the expectation probably more from me, you know, that I just need to get the hang of this quickly versus I don't know that anyone else put the same pressure on me. It was work that was actually Mm. saying to me, this will take some time, expect sickness, don't do any networking at the beginning, really, you know, take, and I was like, no, I've got this, this will be fine, we can do this. So I think it was a matter of all of that that... I certainly got exhausted um, and completely burnt out and I Mm. had thyroid issues from it, Mm. which I still have and hormonal things. So I think once you hit burnout, then you then start going, well, this isn't sustainable. Something's got to change. Yeah. Yeah. I think seeing Shani go through that brought on the conversation. And to be quite frank, I think I was a little bit slow to the party, but with, you know, seeing all of that, we knew we had to make some serious changes. And look, it didn't happen overnight, but certainly over a period of time, we started putting in place things that would take away quite a lot of the burden that that, that Chani had. We usually joke around that her day off is the day that she goes to work, not the day that mm. she's with the kids. Yeah, um, for sure. So, yeah. so certainly seeing all of that, that experience, I think sort of drove me to the point where I said, no, we've all got to do something about this. Which I do think is different to what, you know, when I was telling people, especially when Mia was young, that if I had work the next day, I would get up with the kids. But if I was off with the children the next day, we knew that Kay would be up with the kids automatically because the physicality of being at home with children is not matched by being in the office with hot coffee at your whim, a toilet with no one (laughs) staring at you. You know, it's the, the physicality of young children is difficult to handle on no sleep. Often the expectation is the opposite, isn't it? That the person who's at work the next day will be the one that gets to sleep because they've got the important job of going to work. But I like your twist on it. I want to ask you, Kay, for some advice for people listening who have partners who maybe, and I don't know the full details of what your circumstances were like beforehand, because we're we're asked often about my partner's not supportive with the children or with the home. And it's all well and good for you, Lucy and Joe, if yours are, but mine's not. And so what are some alternatives? What would you say to them? What kind of conversations do you think they can have, or maybe not even conversations? What would you say to those people? Yes. You tried to get me to, to, to be a marked man, aren't you? <laughs> no, but on a serious note, look, I think it's a case of personally for me, if I sat down with the unsupported partner, for lack of a better term, I would be telling about my own experience and what I wanted for a family and the involvement that I wanted to have in my family's life. So some of it was, well, I want to see my kids grow up. And I want to be involved in their lives and also having that good relationship with them. And that requires me being there to change diapers, get up to them at night and have that bond with them. And I was thinking, well, when my daughters are, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 and so 
don't want, what type of relationship do I want to have with them? And so I decided to be there for them as much as I can be. And then in terms of my relationship with Shani, I said, you know, what do I want that to look like? And I have to make that commitment and I have to lean in. I can't sort of be half in and half out. So I would be talking to them about that. Now, if I was talking to the other person that needs the support, I think it's trying to have open and honest conversations about life and what your experience actually is with them without blaming them for the fact that you are where you are. It's really just showing them what it's like. And I think if you've got two people who are committed to one another and you can see your partner either struggling or needing support, then I would hope that the other person would then lean in and offer the support. But it's that open communication and committing to what the two of you want, sharing the same or similar goals about what you want your family to be. Mm. So it's that common theme all the way through about communication communication and expectations and knowing what's important to yourself and also to the other person in your relationship because you know I think unfortunately there there are some people who just feel going into a relationship that they want it in in one particular way and when children come along they're not prepared to change it it looks like we've had some little tech difficulty with Shani Shani's there. behind you, right? Yeah. I, I was just about to say yes. Just take your headphones off and let Shani listen in and we'll just do it from the one there. You might, do you need Can to you unplug? Plug, yeah. There we go. Disconnect? Yeah, we'll do it like that. Come in. Come on, come back in. All come in, come in. Today, this is just kind of how the day has been going, <laughs> <laughs> which does not surprise me. You guys, you know, we're keeping all of this in the recording. We're not editing this out, just so you know that. And I just think it's really, it's really because you guys just want to be sitting next to each other on your date night. (laughs) How dare we split you up? So now I expect some cuddling and some holding hands. (laughs) No. Not quite. This episode is brought to you by us, Managing the Juggle. We want to ensure more women feel like they're living the dream of a successful career and a fulfilling family life. If this message resonates with you, then get in touch to find out how we can be booked to speak at your next event or conference or in-house with your organisation. For more information, visit our website and go to the link www.thejuggle.com.au forward slash speak. Getting back to this burnout thing, thank you, Shani, for saying that and for being vulnerable about it. I had a difficult 2019 and I think I would say that I fit in that burnout category for 2019. And I think that you did yourself a bit of a disservice, Kay, when you sort of said that maybe you didn't realise it enough because I think that particularly professional women, we have expectations of ourselves about what we can manage And so even if it's feeling hard, we're not necessarily going to tell people the full depth of how we feel. And I might be suggesting that you were the same way, but that's definitely how it has been for me. You just keep going. And I know that about myself, that I do have an attitude of just keep going, just keep going, you know, just do one thing at a time and it will be all right. And I'm supposed to be able to do all of these things anyway. So Right. No, very true. Yeah. Look, I think uh, you've perfectly described uh, what Shani's like too. I mean, she's a machine. She just 
doesn't know when to stop, you know, in a positive way. But, and the disadvantage there, of course, is susceptible to burnout. Yeah. 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 And look, you know, the thing is mm. as well is I sort of think, well, I had a supportive husband who was more than happy to support my career and getting back into the industry and those sorts of things. And I had a very supportive workforce. So, so the workplace were, Claire's Keely were the ones that were telling me to slow down, were saying to me, let's cut out networking, let's cut out the after hours, you know, just focus on getting back on your feet. And I still managed to burn out, which <laughs> to me suggests it was more me and my internal expectation of what I should do immediately after two and a half years off from work, yeah. get right back into it and be forefront, which mm. is silly. With the benefit of hindsight, where do you think that expectation came from, that internal one? You know, I've heard a lot of talk about the imposter syndrome and I think some of that mm-hmm. resonates with me, but I also think A-type personalities have this certain drive. I don't think a lot of us would be where we are without that drive. And I think, unfortunately, sometimes that drive, which can be used for good to get us somewhere, you know, we've got through, if you're in law, you've got through a difficult law degree, you've managed to juggle clerkships and also work, that that just keeps going. And unfortunately, when you add children to that mix, you're not getting sleep. Your things are out of your control And so you are then still trying to push at the same level you were pushing at pre-kids without all the things to try and make that work. So some of the imposter syndrome that I hear, I was worried. Everyone, I suppose as well, like Kay was still in family law. Quite a few friends of mine are in family law and they all thought because they had seen me off for two and a half years that I'd still be around and I knew a lot. But there was a change in judiciary. So when I Mm. came back, there were some judges that I hadn't even appeared before. So to me, I felt like two and a half years was so long. And in all honesty, it wasn't going to be two and a half years. It was on the day we decided that I, well, on the day that I said, look, I think I want to go back to work. This is around 13, when Evie was 13 months. Um, It was, I think that afternoon that I found out I was pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Best laid plans. Yeah, so our plans changed. And then, so I was off for longer than I thought, which again, I think made me feel quite nervous about coming back and things being changed. And also all my friends thought that I would know what I'm doing, which made me feel like I should just know what I'm doing, which, you know, takes some time. There's always a series of things, isn't there? There's never just one answer. It's always a build-up of lots of different experiences that kind of lead to that feeling and that expectation. It's not necessarily easy to pinpoint the one, the one thing. No. No, and look, before kids, and I think this is a lot for a lot of my friends who are in the same situation, my career meant a lot to me. Kate and I used to joke when I was pregnant that I'm going to find the transition of being off work harder than he would have because I think I really thought of myself as a lawyer. Whereas I don't know, Kay always no. felt the same about himself. No, yeah, we used to joke around a lot about that. I was, again, fantasized about YouTube creating content and so on. We need to understand this YouTube thing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll ask you that in a minute. Finish off this. Yeah. We'll, we'll subscribe, I'm sure. It'll we'll be give you your moment of glory to tell us about the YouTube thing. Yeah. But before you do, carry on. <laughs> yes, yes. No. It hasn't gone anywhere, just so everyone knows. Yeah, I'm working on the daughters. Okay. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're Get him back in his place. Yeah. But I didn't more so think of myself as a lawyer. And I always thought, you know, there's, there's, there's other things out there. And being a lawyer doesn't necessarily de- uh, describe who I define am. Define you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't define me. That's right. <laughs> so 
we would joke around about that. And I think seeing the transition in Shani in that respect has been good, but obviously part of it difficult, but I think overall good because you sort of then detach from that particular identity. Yes, which is healthier in the end, but it just, I think it took a lot, you know, it took a transition from career woman, say, to mum life and that takes a while to get a hang of but I I feel like Mm. I got the hang of that after a while and I really loved Evie was an easy baby and really social and I had an amazing mother's group so I really got into the hang of that and loved it then came along another child and I thought I knew what motherhood I've got this I'm good at this now I know what I'm doing turns out I might be except with a silent reflux baby yeah so that was a transition and then on top of that it was let's go back to work and now try this with children, which is a whole mm. other ball game. I yeah. Think. yeah. Mm. And, you know, as much as they say that one's the same as the next is the same as the next, it's so not true. You know, you've got so many yeah. extra things to juggle and different places to be and things that need doing. So on that juggle, can we get some practical? So we've talked about the fact that you plan out your week and you have pretty much the same week every week. Are you sharing a calendar? How are you checking in with each other? And you've also mentioned one of our babysitters, which I loved hearing at the beginning. So have you got a kind of army behind you of people and and how does that all work? Yeah. Well, we've got, uh, funny you mentioned calendar, we have a Google calendar. Yeah. And so Shani and I share that calendar. And essentially we use our calendar to plan out events, simple things like the babysitting days, the date nights. So it all goes into that one calendar. And at least I don't have to pick up the phone and say to Shani, do we have something on X date? Because I want to book Mm -hmm. X. And that's just sharing that mental load. So if if I see a gap in the calendar, I take it. Yeah. And, and it's true though it's one of those things that unless it's in that calendar it does not exist which we are both yeah. very strict on and we call each other on so if you haven't put it in then i'm sorry it doesn't exist if it's taken up by someone else yeah yeah mm-hmm. calendar is king i like it yes calendar is certainly king yes and your army of people Yes. So I think it's the village we've certainly worked on this year, especially because things are getting busier for both of us. And we've got a lot of after hours things, both of us. So we've needed more. We had one babysitter and, and still have her. She's amazing. But we just found that we were relying on her a lot and she's not always available. She's, so, she's a, a med student, yeah, so, so she she's a, got a busy life too. Busy yeah. life. So this year we've focused on trying to build up more. So I do have my mum and my stepdad here, but they're both quite busy and have had, both of them have had significant health issues this year. So I think that's mm-hmm. where we realised we need more and there's no problem in having multitude of people so at the moment we've got two but I've said to Kay but they're both uni students which is great until they're in uni study lockdown which has just recently Mm. happened (laughs) so we realized maybe we need someone who also isn't a uni student just to balance it and Mm. I think that has helped having more than one person to ask yeah exactly and I think the other one for me work-wise is and sorry Shani but I have the greatest (laughs) uh, legal assistant yeah And she is also juggling her own life and she works three days a week, but that is, you know, it's, it's like full time for me because of how much she outputs on those three. (laughs) So having people like that supporting you is, you know, it's invaluable. There's no way 
that we could do this without Laura, you know. Yeah. And the other person as well is, um, uh, there's a junior lawyer at my office, Kerry Lee, who I've worked with. And in fact, both Kerry Lee and Laura worked with me in my previous firm. And she too is just amazing. An example of this was we, we both had court on the Monday. So I then had to step away from that because I was dropping Evie at school and Kerry Lee stepped in and did the court event for me, which doesn't sound like very much, but um, she just picked it up and run with it. And then that allowed me to then go on and drop Evie off and then yeah. do a handover. Outside the family court. <laughs> so, yeah. I hope you got a photo of that for the memory bank. Kay actually had three court events that day. Yeah. I had one and one of our, so one of Kay's and mine were in the same list. So they were before the same judicial officer. So that was tricky because we're needed at the same place at the same time. So Kerry Lee luckily did one, the one that was after me, yeah. that allowed us to do handover downstairs for Kay to then come up and start and some of the orderlies actually commented on oh just i just saw your wife down and he was like yes we've just handed over the children or one child yeah. <laughs> so you felt like a separated couple <laughs> yes. and there has been occasions before when we were making rookie mistakes early on and booking you know mediations in when Kay had court which we now realize is not mm. clever oh, and oh. so laura has previously had to call my assistant they're trying to juggle between which one of us could go before daycare shuts down and does something with our children. So we've learned that we really have to schedule backup plans for how these things work as much as possible, which includes having helpful people in our offices, which has been good. Which means that, that your offices are not only supportive of your careers, but also understanding of your family situations as well and willing to help out and do what's needed to help you to juggle that, which is good. It's nice to hear that. Exactly. And, you know, I think from our firm's perspective, one of the things that we certainly want to model um, for everybody else is the fact that this is the new way of doing things. And my hope, of course, is that for everybody else at, at our firm, that they actually take that as a positive and that we'll also be there for them just like they are for us when Mm. their their, their time comes. And I do think that makes a difference. So a lot of firms talk about uh, working and working remotely. Um, But I can see that it has made a huge difference to actually have a firm that openly accepts and encourages that because it, it really does allow for it. And what I think is great about Kay's firm is they're focused on doing it not just for those with children but also those without because I think that's one Mm. of the things that we get quite frustrated with obviously we have children so this is our life at the moment but it is something where the talk about flexible working at the moment is tends to be centered around I have term working mums but about mums that work Mm -hmm. and so To me, that suggests that there's something wrong with flexible working rather than considering that it's actually just as beneficial to employers, because it is, Mm. as it is to the person, the employee. Every every other employee. Yeah. Mm. So at our firm, we all in some aspect, and we're all at different stages in our lives. So we have one partner without children. We've got three of the partners with children, but are all very different ages. And one of those partners is a grandparent. So his children are certainly not at home with him, but we all do different aspects of it. And it's actually been really great, not only for the business and obviously for us employees, but also for the clients. So 
one example would be one of our partners um, will often work a Saturday, which allows for those clients of ours who are obviously in family law who can't juggle the juggle easily on weekdays, business hours, to come in on a Saturday, which is yep. clients have loved. They've really mm. taken up the idea. It's worked for that senior partner with her family. It works for us. You know, there's no disadvantage to it. We're not doing it to assist mums that work. We're doing it mm. because it works as a business. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we're the same as well. There's one of our legal, not, not mine, but Sam and Nick's, my other business partners, their legal assistant um, will be working a uh, nine-day fortnight. That was something that she sort of approached us about, and we were pretty happy with that because mm. at the end of the day, it's not you actually being in the office that, that, that matters. It's the productivity. It's Output, like you said before. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's a positive thing, which we hope many more firms will start taking up that opportunity. Um, uh, we've also had Sam recently at um, FMD, him and his wife have a new puppy. So they have had to do some. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's the same. They need to be home with the puppy. They yes. have to be home, which I think is great. And I must say, we love Bonnie. Now she comes into the office every Friday. <laughs> and, you know, I'm guessing you're talking about the dog. The I'm guessing Bonnie's, yeah, <laughs> Bonnie's the dog, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I should have said yes. yes. Um, so I do think those things have definitely helped us because we have had to learn along the way. Certainly at least this year with Kindy, there's been things that have happened that I didn't realise. For example, how much you have to be involved in the end of year things that happen. Yes. Didn't quite realise that. Um, so there's been a lot, a lot of last minute changes to the hours that I'm working and whether I'm working remote. I think people sometimes assume that working remotely means at home in your PJs and anything outside that isn't isn't what working remotely is which I find so weird so there are times where I've been at school I've then gone to a cafe obviously make sure that I'm in a corner so no one can see my screen worked a bit gone back had to do some things you know dropped into the office there are days where as long as make, make calls from the car you sit in the I've yes. sat in the car with my laptop open and done a little bit and do whatever you have to like it's just wherever it works yes, yes. yeah which I think once you're doing it you realize this is this works, it's fine, it works for the yeah. business. I did a Saturday call from my car, Joe, just as you said. So that was, mm. um, client was really happy that he was able to speak to me on a weekend and it didn't impact my family. It was good for the business because they mean that, you know, clients are happy. It's, yeah, it, yeah I think it works. Absolutely. So I think it's time for us to wrap up the interview and let you get back to your date night, which means I get to ask my favourite question, which is whether you have a mantra and you can each answer if you have a mantra, words that you live by. So mine, which I think I have said to Kay numerous times over the last couple of years, is we need to work smarter, not harder, and make it work for us is probably the end part of that. I think we certainly make sure we don't double handle. We make sure that we can do what we want to do and whatever it takes to make that happen, we work together. And it doesn't really matter what it is. We've taken tips from others, but we've realised it really has to work for us and our girls and our family. Mm. So, Yeah, that one is really one that we, we, we both share. The other one that I, I really like is never give up. We've if, said that quite a few times. We just can't yeah. give up. We'll get through this. <laughs> That's right. You just never give up. If you, if you have a particular dream, goal, vision, doesn't matter what 
everything else says you've just got okay to so tell us about the youtube thing i feel like <laughs> i feel like we need to yeah, never give up. the girl never give i'm up. never giving up on my youtube dream well, come on here's your chance well look it's uh it's it's in the works you'll know it when you see it let's, look, let's just say that Kay is always working on these ideas of side hustles if you ever come to a get together with our friends the guys are forever talking about these business plans and what they're going I to love do, it. what merch they're going to sell. So it's just part, it's one of the ones that was stuck. Yeah. Us, normally then the wives really look through it and work out whether we think they're viable or not. A lot of them have been turned down by the wives, I think, which will wear more. <laughs> it's like the yeah. advisory board. <laughs> yes, That's I think right. so. So not much has got through so far. Yeah. Give yeah. us your pitch and we'll see how it works. I love it. You could, you could do a Shark Tank. Yeah, depending on how much wine we've all had, they have got creative <laughs> at times. <It> was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we won't go there. We won't share our all been, It's been very Yeah, you never know. Depending on the time of night we're talking about them, they've been hilarious. But nothing's yeah. got through. Neither has the YouTube one just yet. All right. So we'll stay tuned for the YouTube one. Yeah. And so aside from giving up the law entirely and starting a YouTube channel, um, what advice do you have for couples like yourselves who are both professionals trying to do this juggle and trying to share the load and the mental load and the, you know, and all of the things that come with family and career? Yeah. I would say if you get the chance or create the chance, sit down and talk about what you both want. And both as well and and then try and work on a plan hey harry yeah <laughs> and try and work on a plan. he agrees i think yeah. Yeah. yeah and i would say the the other one is when things get really really difficult and you can't seem to get help yeah. get some counseling there's nothing wrong with that just uh having somebody else there as a sounding board is not a bad idea yeah mm. things you know what we do and what everyone does with this struggle is tricky it's hard and i think you know we just have to do whatever it takes to invest in it and make it work and a lot of that means some really tricky discussions about what you need what you want we were looking at your way back when you did the ideal day that was one of the things we looked at and we talked yeah. about because yeah. there were things we wanted to fit in but you know you've got to compromise we've got to be able to try and make it work so a lot mm. of discussions i think yeah mm try and always analyze it not easy but you know we found it useful it's, it, it's still challenging i mean we have some good discussions <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but but they're worth it you know, I, I look back now at where we were say two years ago i think myself how did we do this yeah. oh thank you guys so much i um love listening to you talk as a couple because it's clear how united you are in what you're saying and about your intentions to make things work for you and I think that's what I think that's what we all want as couples we all want to be able to have good relationships happy families and still feel like we're really dominating in our career in whatever form we want that to take and not to feel like we've got to make the choice we've just got to play around with the priorities and and you know things will change from time to time but you know as you said work out what's important to you i love it yeah yeah no it's fantastic yeah thank you so much thank no, you th thank, thank you, you. Great, what a pleasure. Great date night. Uh, yeah, what a, what a date night. <laughs> do we make it into the into the list of the top of the favourites? Yes, oh, look, you do. Favourite date night. Stands yeah. out. Exactly. <laughs> we'll take that.
yeah. Who remember that? And I'm so happy Harry was able to get cracked. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Thanks, guys. How good was that? It was good. Before we hit record, Joe and I said, we're going to record for 20 to 25 minutes. And there goes Harry banging my mic. You'll agree, I'm sure. We couldn't stop. We were just having too much fun in the conversation. And it was a fun date night. Yeah, I enjoyed that date night. (laughs) And that's all from us. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, then let us know. See, let us know if you want to hear more from couples. We think it was pretty good. So we'd love to know if you're interested to hear some more. Come and let us know over in our Facebook community or just send us an email. All the links to everything you can find on our website, which is www.thejuggle.com.au. And you may like to volunteer yourselves and your partners. So (laughs) see you next time. Happy juggling. Happy juggling.